it's Andrew Wilkow. Here's my opening monologue from today's Wilkow Majority on Sirius XM Patriot. I'm going to start in an odd place with Joe Manchin. Chris Saliza has a piece out, it's on Real Clear Politics, saying that Joe Manchin is crushing the dreams of liberals. Crushing the dreams of liberals. I want you to cube cut nine. You don't hear this very often from Democrats. A belief in the Tenth Amendment, unless, of course, it's a it, it, it's a it's attempting to uh, push back on Donald Trump. It was kind of funny. Democrats discovered the Tenth Amendment as soon as Donald Trump got elected during the Obama years. They didn't want to hear, it. but I want you to listen very carefully. Play cut nine. You can't work in the fringes. You just cannot work in the fringes. We want fair, open, secured elections. And what the, the, Georgia has done some things which I thought were just atrocious, okay? But I've also been a secretary of state and I've been a governor. And I know the 10th Amendment. I know my rights as far as states' rights. And I don't think there should be a over, overreaching, if you will, federal elections. What changes? I think the guy, the, the, you know, well, I'll tell you the one they did, which is unbelievable to me, they took away the powers of the election in the Secretary of State's office and put it in the hands of the Congress, I mean, in their legislature. Now you have no one person that you can hold accountable for. You have a whole legislature, 100 people or more. That's crazy. But he believes in the 10th Amendment as a governor and former Secretary of State. Is that his biggest complaint? Because there's absolutely nothing racist about this Georgia voter integrity law. Nothing. Nothing at all other than the screams of disparate impact, which is, an, which is something invented by the left. There's nothing racist about an equal application of the law in a state that offers free IDs, not to mention, and I'll get into this if I have to, Wes Cantrell, a Georgia state assemblyman and a Republican, put up a five-point Comparison between Joe Biden's own state of Delaware and Georgia. And he pointed out that in Georgia, you have no excuse needed absentee balloting. You have to prove sickness or disability in Delaware. The issue of water, he points out. Nobody's allowed to give you water in Delaware. The only thing Georgia said was you can't electioneer within 150 feet of a polling station. Water and bever- water and refreshments will be doled out by the County Board of Elections. And then the list goes on and on and on. It's amazing how Georgia has one of the longest early voting periods versus states like New Jersey and Delaware that have some of the shortest. But the crux of his argument, the crux of his argument is sound. We have this thing called the Tenth Amendment. It is the law of the land. The federal government is not empowered to just cancel it out and then cancel out the state's rights embedded in Article 2. And it's, you know, again, I have my concerns with Manchin that a lot of this has to do with, well, what are you going to give me? Because that that was the history of Robert Byrd. Robert Byrd always waited until there was a nice package of of goodies 
for the state of West Virginia before voting on anything. And it sounds like that, that's what Manchin is doing. If this is coming from an honest place, then wonderful. But you don't hear Democrats talking about the 10th Amendment with any level of sincerity, especially after Donald Trump. It is part of the Constitution. It is, and you know what? My favorite thing, well, this is an obscure, there's nothing obscure. There's nothing obscure in the Constitution. The Constitution is just that, a Constitution. It is the law of the land and a plan for government. Just because the Democrats and the media see a crisis or what they think is a need for the government to act does not give them the power to do so. Weintick 695 Patriot 9572874. But the Democrats desperately, they can't get rid of the Electoral College, and they want to. They want the Hunger Games tocracy. They want a handful of major metropolitan cities, and that might be some of the influence on Manchin. His state will have no voice. If we rid ourselves of the Electoral College, even though West Virginia doesn't have many electoral votes, it still has a voice. The state of West Virginia would have no voice whatsoever if we rid ourselves of the Electoral College. And certainly, Joe Manchin's constituents are not calling for the Second Amendment to be eviscerated. So there's that. And right now, as we speak, you have Joe Biden out there saying, well, you know, no amendment is absolute. Funny. When it comes to things that are not in the Constitution, like the right to vote, the Democrats not only say it's, it's, it's an absolute, it is absolutely their right to make over voting in any way they want. But when it comes to immigration, we, they, the border's not absolute. But everything is negotiable when it comes to the Second Amendment. Here's Joe Biden, play cut one. Nothing I'm about to recommend in any way impinges on the Second Amendment. There are phony arguments suggesting that these are Second Amendment rights at stake from what we're talking about. But no amendment, no amendment to the Constitution is absolute. You can't yell crowd, you can't yell fire in a crowd of movie ah, theater. That you call a freedom of speech. Actually, you can. In the very beginning, you couldn't own any weapon you wanted to own. That's not In the very either. beginning, the Second Amendment existed. Certain people weren't allowed to have weapons. So the idea is just bizarre to suggest that some of the things we're recommending are contrary to the Constitution. Gun violence in this country is an epidemic. Let me say it again. Gun violence in this country is an epidemic, and it's an international embarrassment. Yeah, we also had public charge rules in the beginning. You know, there was a time in this country when you could walk into a hardware store and walk out with a Thompson submachine gun. Almost no questions asked. So I don't know what Joe Biden is talking about. But it's an international embarrassment. How dare we govern ourselves? We fought an entire revolution to not have to consider international opinion and how we self-govern. Limited government. Something brand new and hip. The right to keep and bear arms. Something common people were not afforded. Common people were given inalienable rights at the founding of this country. 
Yes, I know there was slavery and we had a civil war that settled that. Whenever we talk about voting, it's absolute. Can't have voter ID laws. Can't have signature matching. We want random third parties to handle ballots. Who cares about chain of custody reports? It's a right. It's a right, they say. I'll make this easy on you. If you can cite the phrase right to vote in the Constitution, I'll shut my mouth. Just like it's right next to the word democracy. And yet there's Joe Biden. You know who Joe Biden's become? He's become Bill Clinton. Bill Clinton was a coat and tie radical in the late 60s. And then he realized that was not going anywhere. So he made himself over as a moderate. Became part of the Democratic Leadership Committee. But once he was out of office, he started to sound more like a radical again. When Hillary was running for president, he became a radical. Joe Biden's politics probably were influenced by being a young man in the late 60s. You can call it selling out, I guess, for the better part of 50 years. He became part of the system. But it seems like there's some entrenched feelings of the far left in him because he does not sound like a moderate at all. What is the moderate position that he's run on? What is the reasonable offering that he's run on? Nothing. Play cut two. Every day in this country... 316 people are shot every single day. 106 of them die every day. Our flag was still flying at half-staff for the victims of the horrific murder of eight primarily Asian-American people in Georgia when 10 more lives were taken in a mass murder in Colorado. You probably didn't hear it, but between those two incidents, Less than one week apart, there were more than 850 additional shootings. 850 that took the lives of more than 250 people and left 500, 500 injured. This is an epidemic, for God's sake, and it has to stop. You know, we could pretty much make the world a much safer place if we just give up on freedom. We could end muggings and rapes if we have national curfews, separate men from women, eliminate co-ed facilities. We could do all sorts of things. If we just restrict freedom, if we just restrict freedom of movement, freedom of behavior, the interactions between consenting adults, if we just put a government plan or a government policy in place of everything related to freedom. Because we can't, you know what? We could end automobile deaths if we just got rid of automobiles. And don't kid yourself, the Democrats want to do that. We can end alcoholism if we just outlaw alcohol. We can can get rid of gambling addiction if we just outlaw gambling. If we just outlaw everything, we could solve a lot of problems. People will live long, happy lives. I mean, they'll be bored. They won't have freedom. We don't need woke culture. We could just end the freedom of speech. We'll have a government panel that decides what free speech is and what it is not. Who could speak, when they could speak, where they could speak. And then no one will be offended. There'll be no thought crimes. Play cut three. 
I asked the Attorney General and his team to identify for me immediate, concrete actions I could take now without having to go through the Congress. And today, I'm announcing several initial steps my administration is taking to curb this epidemic of gun violence. Much more need be done, but the first, first, want to rein in the proliferation of so-called ghost guns. These are guns that are homemade, built from a kit that include directions on how to finish the firearm. You can go buy the kit. They have no serial numbers. So when they show up at a crime scene, they can't be traced. And the buyers aren't required to pass a background check to buy the kit to make the gun. Consequently, anyone, anyone from a criminal to a terrorist can buy this kit in as little as 30 minutes put together a weapon. You know, I want to see these kits treated as firearms under the Gun Control Act, which is going to require that the seller and manufacturers make the key parts with serial numbers and run background checks on the buyers when they walk in to buy that package. Man, if we could just deal with ghost migrants. So we're going to pass a series of laws or at least executive actions. They're going to make 3D printing what, illegal? Isn't it amazing when the federal government wants to flex its muscle on the citizen, they're very apt to do it. When it comes to the non-citizen, what do you want us to do? We don't know how to stop this, this surge at the border. Yeah, you build a wall. Well, we're not doing that. So now we're going to empower law enforcement to do what? I mean, if we can't get every single person with a 3D printer all at once, should we get no one? That's the logic they use with immigration. What do you want us to do? Round up everyone? Well, it seems like you're willing to round up everyone when it comes to gun control but not when it comes to immigration. The difference is we're citizens, they're not. Play cut four. We want to treat pistols modified with stabilizing braces with the seriousness they deserve. A stabilizing brace hook in a pencil essentially makes that pistol a hell of a lot more accurate and a mini rifle. As a result, it's more lethal, effectively turning into a short-barreled rifle. That's what the alleged shooter in Boulder appears to have done. I want to be clear that these modifications to firearms that make them more lethal should be subject to the National Firearms Act. The National Firearms Act requires that a potential owner pay $200 fee and submit their name and other identifying information to the Justice Department, just as they would if they went out and purchased a silencer for a gun. It's almost like he has no idea what he's talking about. A pistol brace does nothing. It does nothing. Technically, it's for a disabled shooter to put their hands through the brace and be able to grip the gun and use their forearm to brace the firearm. But it doesn't really, it's not a bump stock. It doesn't make the gun more lethal. It doesn't make the bullets fly faster. It doesn't increase anything. It doesn't do anything. Wine's at 695 Patriot 9572874. But why deal with people who know what they're talking about when you can just make these political statements? We're right, they're wrong. That's the end of the story. The argument on this radio program cannot be broken. Seriously. You can join me live on the Wilcount Majority, Monday to Friday, noon to 3 East, 9 to noon west, on Sirius XM Patriot, channel 125.